0: Hey there, and welcome to The Devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Friday, May 26th, 2023, and today is our 145th devotional. And today we're still looking at how Christ was about the Father's business and how he was about the Father's business in his teaching to us. And we're still looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and we're up to Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 and 28, it says this, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Um, when we start to dive into this one just a little bit more, you realize that Christ is uh, is pulling out the uh, one of the Ten Commandments uh, from Exodus twenty fourteen, 14, uh, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Um, I love the way that the German puts it. It's, Du solltest nicht ehe brechen uh, is, uh, the ehe er is the marriage and to break it. You're not supposed to break it. And uh, I'm not sure of this because every time you find fornication in uh, the German Bible, it's it's called, uh, or, or to to commit whoredom. Um, but I have seen where um, uh, fornication and adultery are interchanged because in either case you're breaking, um, destroying your marriage, whether you're doing it beforehand or after. But here Christ is, is magnifying this law of not committing adultery, not uh, messing up your marriage vows. And uh, this was an interesting um, command and it had a lot of uh, interesting um, side commands, you might say, that had been added to it or that had been uh, placed on top of it. Um, You you also find that Christ is confronted um, in John chapter 8, they come and bring a, a lady caught in the very act of adultery. Now, the thing that I want to know about this is why was it just the woman? Um, this was part of the big problem that they had back then was that the women were the ones that uh, were victimized in all of this, and men uh, were oftentimes let off the, off the hook. Uh, you knew if a woman had committed adultery if she had, uh, if she got pregnant when she was not supposed to, uh but with a man you you didn't know who it belonged to. So um oftentimes men would not be punished, but the women would. Uh I think of the the book The Scarlet Letter, where the the lady in the book is punished by having to wear this red A and the the one that committed adultery with her, the the pastor of the town, um he his conscience is is after him, but uh, nobody knows that he is the one that has committed adultery until the lady's husband comes along. But um, here Christ, uh, he doesn't just let it go with the very act of adultery. Uh, Down in verse uh, 29, he says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her in his heart. Um, And this is, uh, an interesting point, because oftentimes we will make the distinction that uh, looking at something is not the same as acting on it. And and to a certain extent, you're right on that. Um, just to think about murdering somebody is not the same as murdering them. Just to think about committing adultery with somebody is not the same as committing adultery with them. Uh, but the problem is this. God is judging the heart. He is not Uh, just judging our actions. He is looking at the heart. And this is very easy to prove from the Ten Commandments when Jesus, or when in the Ten Commandments in in Exodus, where he says, thou shalt not covet. Don't covet anything. Your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's house, your neighbor's uh, ox, ass, uh, no matter what it is, do not covet whatever it is that your neighbor has. And this is a problem that Christ was bringing out. Why is that such a bad thing to look on a woman with lust? Well, Christ is magnifying this because we are in essence making a God out of the the person that we are lusting after, because this is someone that does not belong to us. Um, This is not right. And yet in our minds, we're thinking about it. And there is a difference between lusting after somebody and seeing someone and admiring beauty. its it, This is a tough one, honestly. Uh, my wife and I, we've had discussions about this, that um, where is that line crossed? Uh, for instance, when I go uh, to my car and my neighbor has his garage door open and his Porsche is sitting there, I admire his Porsche. I look at it. I love that he has a Porsche. I love to hear him start that thing. Uh, It just makes a sound in the garage that is just um, no other car in the garage. Sounds like that Porsche. I I love that he has a Porsche down there. Would I want that Porsche? Absolutely not. I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford the gas. I couldn't afford the insurance. Uh, It would not be conducive to getting the family around. Uh, No, I do not want his car. But I love that he has that car and I admire his car. Um so I I I don't think I am lusting after his car. I'm not trying to get his car. Um but Jesus makes a point though to say if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. And so you've got to be careful with that uh and think about it. But it, it comes down to whatever. Uh, we're allowing into our eyes, into our hearts to uh, dwell on and to almost to turn it into a God because we really should be seeking to honor God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, not lusting after something else. And I think this goes far beyond just lusting after uh, a a man or a woman to lust after things. Uh, this can go... Uh, just when you start to meditate on this, it's amazing how many things that uh, our hearts lust after and, and that we get so caught up with that we are not able to serve God the way that we ought to be serving him. And, and that's where it comes down to. We have turned our mind from uh, focusing on, we should be focused on serving God and Instead, we're focused on the pleasures of our own mind, uh, thinking about what we would do. Uh, When I was a kid, uh, I could spend all day long at school daydreaming. My parents would ask me, what in the world did you do at school today? And and I just sat there and daydreamed all day long sometimes. Uh, And it was frustrating to me, uh, but it almost seemed like, I could not get the gumption to start working. And and we're told that we, in in the word of God, that we need to uh, take every thought captive and and bring it under control. And God is wanting us to direct our uh, our thought life towards him. And, And oftentimes that's where we struggle so much, is to direct our thought life towards him. Why? Because we're supposed to honor God with all of our heart, or we're supposed to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Uh, And and the sin that we're condemned for, uh, we find in Romans chapter 3, or Romans chapter 6, that we have not honored God. And we, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, uh, Romans 3.23. So that's where we have fallen short here. Uh, and, And I think it's important for us, to remember this. Now, what makes this so uh, fun to use when I'm out witnessing is every guy knows Uh, when I'm talking to them. uh, We all know the problem that we face here and you can't get around it. You really can't get around it. And when Christ says, when you think about a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. And This is to help magnify the law, to drive us towards Christ, to help us to realize there's not a single one of us that is perfect. We all need a savior and it should force us to run to Jesus and to depend on him. So I hope this is a help to you. I hope that explains a little bit about this. And and I hope this will help us uh, in our life to focus on Christ more and uh, directing others to focus on him more so. Until the next time, auf Hearn.